Hey, y'all, this is Ashley, also known as Bored Becky, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. And I'm like, Travi, come on now. Like, you, you got this under control. Yo, what's up? It's G Love, and I'm fired up with Travi. This is Danielle Petty, co founder of the 90s Babes, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. What's up, world? It's Spotty Wi-Fi, the king of the crypto punks, and you are now tuned in to Fired Up on the Blockchain with my guy, Travis. I'm Ray Isla, and I'm Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travis. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and DGens, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening in podcast land. My name is Travi, and we are fired up on the blockchain. Hey, Travi, let's effing go. Woo! Welcome to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. This is Travi, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Travis, though, M-R-T-R-A-V-I-S-T-H-O. And I have no idea what's going on with Twitter these days because I changed an emoji in my name from a palm tree to a microphone and my blue check had fallen off. So I have no idea if by the time this comes out, I will have it back, but I just have no idea what's going on with Twitter. But on the bright side, there's less bots. And uh, that's a whole lot of what a lot of us are dealing with uh, on the creator side. Um, And something else on the previous episode, we talked with Zealous, speaking of creators and and things like that. I really would recommend you go back and check out what's going on with Zealous. As a creator, they uh, they do not pay me to say this, but I do use their product. uh, And I do consider them a wonderful partner. So the uh, previous episode was, was awesome to hear from Greg and Zealous. But there's a lot of awesome things going on here in Web3, and one thing specifically that I've been talking a lot about is music. And I love that the musicians in NFT land are being so creative, whether you're talking about Liv Charette, Spotty Wi-Fi, Ray Isla, and G Love, whose career spans a couple of decades. And today we're going to talk about some of the successful and up-and-coming NFT musicians on today's episode with Jay Thorne. Jay Thorne is host of the Music NFT Show podcast. He's also a holder of our NFT brand, The Journey, and he was one of the very early holders of our, what he did not know at the time was going to be a founder's pass, which was actually something I created on Midjourney with AI art. Um, just to put it out there and see if anybody would would uh, buy any of them to see if they believed in me and, and some of the things that I had in mind. And he does, and he did. So he's going to talk a little bit today um, about the journey, about his own journey, and about what it's like to have been one of the early holders of something that I came out with, uh, which was that uh, Genesis piece. No, actually pre-Genesis piece, because the genesis of the journey is actually minting right now. It was gated against bots. So uh, really excited. Check that out at ogjourney.com. But anyway, yeah, Jay Thorne and I get into it a little bit. We talk about not just music, but AI as it exists in the music industry right now and what might be up and coming. And one thing that's really cool about what Jay Thorne has, it's not AI art, but it is a generative art collection, which means that Jay Thorne is creating the music, uh, creating different pieces and different layers of music 
and then the computer arranges the music、um, in very unique ways that every holder kind of has their own one of one or individual、uh, different version of the song. So that's really cool.、Uh, we're gonna get into a whole lot of music NFT talk, and as many of you know, my feelings of music these days. Uh, especially music NFTs, I think are are really one of the the backbones of the the,、uh, the bear market, like not completely falling apart in NFT land. So, big shout out to everyone out there: the Ray Islas, the Sammy Ariagas, the Spotty Wi-Fi's, the Dills,、uh, just so many other people out there. Violetta, of course. Doing so many awesome creative things, you can find them on a lot of different Twitter spaces.、So、a couple of really fun updates for you: the Journey has now partnered with Disco Studios. Disco Studios is a curated collective, managed Discord artist studios for artists and collectors. And I have to say this: there's a lot of artists out there I already respect a lot. I'm already a fanboy of. And、uh, I'll be able to represent for not only the journey, but our artist Tyler Vaughn within the Disco Studios. They provide really it's a space. It's like a, a little studio space that's interactive. It's kind of a Web three studio space where we're going to be able to interact with a lot of different people, artists, creators, fans, collectors, and show them what we're up to. And just a really great team there. I had a chance to meet with Ghosty over in London, and man, you know, just just a, a really great chat I had with them. And next thing I knew, they, they're <laughs> we're partnering with them. So there's so many fun things going on with the journey, and our journey just keeps on continuing. It's it's awesome to have、uh, done a few of the episodes there of NFT 365 podcast. Did a couple episodes, episode three sixty nine and three seventy one, I do believe. Don't quote me on it, but we did have a really great conversation, Fanzo and I, with Anna Skates about every little step, her NFT brand, and also David Rodelis of the Flyfish Club. So super excited about that stuff. So we'll be getting to our awesome conversation with Jay Thorne. Just remember too, Fanzo's got a brand new collection out, one a day, an AI art piece called AI Three Sixty Five. This man decided after doing a podcast every day and minting an NFT for three hundred sixty-five days, he just needed something else to do for the next three hundred sixty-five days. So support Fanzo and his AI Three Sixty Five, and of course NFT Three Sixty Five podcast. And we'll get to Jay Thorne after today's NFT uterine session. Hey, hey, hey! It's time for school. That's right, it's time for school. And today's NFT tutoring session is coming to you from my affiliate partner at Unstoppable Domains. Head over to the friends and DJs and family link in the show notes and see what Unstoppable Domains is all about and what there's no renewal fees ever for your domain. Holy cannoli! You can link that right up to your NFT wallet. And speaking of NFT wallets and marketplaces, well, that's what today's NFT tutoring session is really going to be about. It's、uh, about different marketplaces that you can find and sell music NFTs, and I'm actually. Reading this straight off of a website that I want you to know about because there's so many different marketplaces that are create you know allowing creators to sell their music NFTs, but not everybody even quite knows what a music NFT is all about. Travi, why do you keep talking about music NFTs? Because they're cool and they're collectible and they're really unique way to show your support for an artist. How many of you have been to a concert and bought some merch? Well, to me, this is cooler and also sometimes gives you merch and concert tickets and 
meet and greets and VIP experiences. So it says, what are music NFTs? Music NFTs are like your usual NFTs, except that they're music pieces with encrypted properties. More specifically, music NFTs are certificates of ownership. These music NFTs could take on the form of an album, a single digital artwork for album, concert tickets, video clips, mixes, audio samples. These pieces leverage blockchain technology to provide a proof of ownership over a creative work and make it difficult for others to forge them. This is from Influencer Marketing Hub. Dot com And yes, I know it's a dot com and everyone's like, oh, make sure you go to a reputable source. But listen, I agree with this source. All right. That's what they are. That's something that you could go out there and prove that not only do you own one of the original music pieces from somebody, but a lot of them actually come with creator royalties and you can you know, use them and you could use them in a commercial if you wanted to. And you just have to be careful and make sure that you know which allow you to have what and that's all part of that smart contract piece to it which the blockchain is all about but you know some of the places that i think a lot of people you know love to to go to of course there's open sea just make sure that you take a look and make sure that the royalties are going to the artist it's a really important part of it uh they're super rare we've talked a lot about sound xyz on some of these shows we're going to talk about that today again with jay thorne and there's uh, so many out there uh, zora is one rarible is one a nifty gateway so there's a whole lot of opportunity the thing is for you just make sure you're following the artist and you understand that you're going on the official links so then when you do mint which means you're buying the very first one that's been unopened uh, you'll be opening it and you're going to the reputable and direct source to purchase it from so Follow your favorite music NFT artist. Listen to Jay Thorne and I talk about some and join us and be some of the earliest holders of some of your favorite musicians right here on the blockchain. This has been today's NFT uterine session. Hope you enjoy. So here we are with Jay Thorne and Jay Thorne is back for another episode of Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. And many of you remember Jay Thorne from a previous episode Jay Thorne is the host of the Music NFT Show, which is a podcast, and also has his ear to the ground, no pun intended, to uh, what's going on in the state of music NFTs. And if you've been following Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi, something that I personally think might be actually some of the uh, the pillars that are holding up uh, the NFT infrastructure right now are music NFTs. And I'm really happy to talk with Jay Thorne again today. Uh, Jay, welcome to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. It's a pleasure to have you back for round two. Travi, I'm fired up to be here, man. It's always great to talk to you. Yeah, so we've actually been through a, a lot. And uh, man, you know, I, I know I, I personally have been busy with the, the traveling, the conferences over there at NFT London and down at Art Basel. And one thing that was really cool for me at NFT London was getting to meet some of the NFT musicians because, you know, we know you and I know about NFT music. But I don't know if a lot of people realize that these are actual traveling performers. These are people who are going on stages the same way that many of us like to attend a concert. You can do that. <laughs> you can do that with your favorite um, music NFT artist. So it was great to meet some in person. And I'd love to kind of go down some of those rabbit holes with you today to talk about some of the artists that are doing their thing. But, you know, overall, what do you think your your take is on just the music NFT sort of industry? And, um, you know, I've seen a, a lot of volume within music NFTs. I know that volume overall is low, 
but I think with music NFTs and, uh, you know, dare, dare we say utility case NFTs, I know not everybody likes to use lingo, uh, but, you know, I think that it's something that's really a testament to, you know, providing value to holders in a way that, you know, I think a lot of us have really been looking for that, that we didn't find within those, a lot of those 10K projects. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I agree, man. Uh, you know, pun intended, uh, quietly music NFTs are having a thing right now. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not mainstream. I, I don't know if they'll ever be mainstream in the same way that vinyl really isn't mainstream. You know, people who collect vinyl are not the same people who listen to Spotify. And that's fine, right? Like, you know, uh, musicians can make decent money by selling, um, you know, limited edition vinyl or, or special collections. And they're not concerned about the mainstream uh, purchasing those. I kind of see that with music NFTs right now. You know, you mentioned uh, the volume. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a financial analyst by any means, but uh, clearly music NFTs are doing really well in the middle of a bear market. You know, everything else is, is down and music NFTs, like uh, specifically, you know, the sound XYZ is having like record months of volume and, uh, and secondary sales. There are, there are drops happening there on a daily basis that are selling out in a matter of seconds. Um, so I think it's, I, I think the folks who are really into music as collectors, as opposed to just passive consumers are recognizing how powerful this is. And, you know, you mentioned some of the touring musicians. One of the things that gets lost on people is that, uh, post pandemic touring has become incredibly difficult for musicians financially. Um, gas prices are up, you know, inflation's up, hotels cost more money, everything costs more money. And, uh, and some of these bands, they, they can't make it. And I'm talking about like legacy acts, you know, like there are big time bands who are saying like, we just can't afford to tour. Like we're, we're going to lose money. So within that sort of circumstance, you have music NFTs and, and this is allowing musicians to, um, to generate revenue where it never existed before. And they're keeping a, a major percentage of it. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, music NFTs right now, most people still don't know what they are, but the people who do know what they are are all in. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm one of them, and I know that there's been some you know, major collectors and some people that are helping to platform you know, musicians. Uh, we, we talk a lot about Cooper or Cooper Troopa, somebody that I respect a lot in this space as a collector and also an educator as well. And um, I think the education component is really really important. Um, because, you know, anyone's listening to this who hasn't really gotten down those NFT rabbit holes or anything like that, you don't have to worry like an NFT is NFT is, you know, just consider it like a code name for what it really is. You know, it's kind of a tech term that for the most part, people aren't going to really be using down the road. So you have seen things called digital collectibles. Well, that's an NFT is a digital collectible. Um, you know, we talk, I think on a previous episode, Starbucks was just beginning to implement their stamps, uh, you know, for their rewards policy. They're calling it stamps. Uh, we, we've seen what happened with Reddit. Most of those people that got their avatars didn't know that they were NFTs to begin with. And that's the whole point. Like, don't, don't obsess out there over the terminology and the tech stuff behind it. Let, let us, let us do that nerdy stuff. Like, I'm, I'm fired up on the blockchain for a reason that I think the tech is really cool. Um, in terms of, you know, ha having kind of a, a, a ledger that everybody can see where all the transactions have taken place. And it, it, we don't have to really go crazy about that. But what's cool is that the music is still going to be music. And wh whether it's played 
through a certain system that's not out yet or you have to I know a lot of people are like wow I really have to go to my open sea to play my music well I mean honestly it it doesn't really take that much work if I open my my open sea app I don't even have to sign in I could just kind of go to my like the app that without logging in and still see what my wallet has in it and I can play some music NFTs yours included and we'll get to that in just a little bit Thanks, man. yeah so there's a lot out there for collectors. And if you're somebody who collected baseball cards, you know, there was a time where people were like, why would you ever want that guy's picture on this piece of paper where you can go and, and see them play at the game? Um, think about Pokemon cards. I mean, that's a great example of something that when they were out, yeah, a lot of people collected them and knew that they were sort of this game you can play. But now you see people like, is it Logan Paul or Jake Paul? One of them, they come down to oh, the yeah. ring the the ring to fight and what do they have on their on their iced out chain they have this charizard card with like diamonds <laughs> around it and it's just one of those things it's like it it is what you make of it and if you're a collector and you really believe in something you get in it for those right reasons and sure you know jay thorne you know like there's a secondary marketplace for a lot of this stuff so it's really cool to see, you know, it's really cool to see the music NFTs catching on. Who are some notable musicians um, that you've gotten into a little bit or, you know, through your podcast, you've had an opportunity to really dive down their uh, rabbit holes? Yeah, this is this is b- both a fun and challenging conversation because we'll hang up and I'll be like, oh, I forgot to mention so and so, and I forgot this. So, uh, apologies to to the uh, you know the musicians I've been supporting on on especially on sound uh, if I don't mention you, but. Um, you know, I, I really think, um, I, I'm going to answer that question, but I wanted to, I wanted to add something too about the collectible piece. Uh, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss dropped Cock Punch recently and he wasn't calling it an NFT. And, and you know, he's getting advice from Kevin Rose and that whole team. And, and they're kind of, they're kind of seeing where this is going too. So, uh, I, I think you're right. And your other point too about collectibles. If you think about cards, a mint condition card or a mint condition comic book is unopened. So there's a there's a um, sort of a misunderstanding, especially in crypto Twitter, where people were like, "Well, music NFTs are stupid. They're so hard to buy and they're so hard to play and they cost a lot of money." I'm like, "But that's not what collectors collectors aren't necessarily playing them. Like collectors can listen to those songs on Spotify. They're collecting them because they're supporting the artist. And that's a whole different mindset, you know. Yeah, we'll eventually get to the place where we can play them, but that's not really their primary um, utility." I, I want to interrupt with that because. I completely agree. And so my wife and I, we, we're huge music fans and we'll travel. And, you know, now that we have the, the kids, it's a little bit tougher, but we, we support because we know that the touring was one of the main ways to support the artists, right? Going to the shows. And then we'd get there and we'd be like, man, like this artist that we love, it was only like 15 bucks to get into the show. And like the drinks are more expensive than that. And then this person is putting out all this effort to get up there on stage, travel to come here. You know, and then you look around and you're like, man, well, what's their percentage? And then you wind up like, you, you, not not that you feel guilty, but you want to buy merch too because you know that also supports the artist. And then you're at a point where you're like, okay, so I spent a hundred bucks. Like, I hope it helps them eat tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I'm not talking about the bigger shows. I'm talking about like the, you know, the the ones that, you know, that you still love that aren't selling out major arenas. But, right. you know, the support piece is huge. And to I, I know that you were going to get into a little bit more, but one of the things about the support are that not only are you supporting the artist, but the artist using the blockchain technology knows who is supporting them. And I think there's yes. a lot of value in that, too. Yeah, yeah, 
the absolutely uh you know some of the some of the folks who I've either talked to on my podcast or whose um NFTs I'm purchasing uh like yeah, the big ones right now. Like, uh, there's going to be a drop. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but th- there's a drop coming very soon from uh, Rio Krieg and, and and Daniel Allen. That's going to blow people away. Um, it's it's going to be like the first really big drop on Sound XYZ. That's more than one song. It's going to be like a 2,500 piece collection. Um, there's different different levels and rarities and. Um, these guys, especially Rio, who is uh, kind of behind the Loners DAO, uh, which is an in- incredible uh, Telegram chat group that I'm in, and the people there are, are crazy, man. Like, there's this thing in, in Loners where um, someone will say, "You up," and that's code that there's a drop coming, and, and like within an hour, and then people just start going crazy. Like, they're like, "Oh, what is it? What's the song going to be?" And like, and then you know, people are connecting their MetaMask wallets and they're getting failed transactions because everyone's trying to get, you know, the minute at the same time. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun. So, you know, there's guys like that. Um, Reem is doing great stuff. Uh, Chantel, um, Katie Chinakis, Tarot, uh, who else? Have, uh, Tara Naomi. Um, I've got Emily Lazar from September Morning coming up on the podcast pretty soon. She's kind of carrying the, the banner for, for more of the hard rock heavy metal. Um, cause there's not a, a great representation of that genre, uh, in web three right now. Um, and then like you even have like international artists, like I recently won the auction for Belladonna's NFT where they're giving away 50% of master rights. I freaking love Belladonna. They're like, they're masters. Um, they, they get sync rights for a lot of, they're, they're in many films and, and TV and like, you know, I, I think I paid a thousand Matic or 1250 Matic for that NFT. And I'm like, but you know, like that's going to that's going to help them, you know, like that's an investment in their band. And, and like, I may benefit from that. Like, uh, you know, 50% of master rights, who knows what they, they might sell that for. And I'm not expecting that, but like, you know, uh, th- these are the artists that are really making waves right now. And and you've had some of them on your show too, with, with Ray and, and Spotty and Sammy. And, you know, these are, these are all musicians that, that 99% of the population don't know about who are doing incredible things right now. Yeah, I think there are so many of them are doing incredible things that, you know, even just being creative and thoughtful in their approaches and, and looking at how they could make Web3 like so different than what, what streaming life was like. I, I think, I, I don't know if it was your show, but the statistic of having, needing millions and millions of streams to equal, was that your show? To equal what one? Yeah, that, that was... Well, so Danny, Danny Belladonna is the guitarist for Belladonna, and he's a, an incredibly wickedly wise businessman. And he was explaining off the air, he was explaining sort of the, the financial realities of, of the streaming platforms to me, and I couldn't believe it. And so when I, when I bought their NFT, he did a post, and I think he did it on Twitter as well, where he basically said they would have needed to, to earn the same amount of money that they made from selling me their NFT, they would have needed 40 million Spotify streams. And to put that in comparison, he said like the latest Rolling Stones live record had 4 million total. <laughs> so he would need 10x of that to make the same amount of money for that single NFT that they sold. It's amazing. And, you know, previous episode too, and I talk about this, some of these stats, they really are staggering to, to see what happened over the course of just the, the music industry. And I, I was talking with G Love and uh, when he was selling his records or his, his CDs in the nineties, it was, um, it, it wasn't common to go platinum, but, you know, he sold around a, you know, a million or, or whatever it was. And, you know, then, it, 
like a lot of other artists over time, like as streaming started to come, they saw their the album sales going down and the streaming was going up. And now, you know, he's got an NFT and it's just like I think people are finally realizing that you know, not only are they able to sell more again, you know, there's a there's a market looking for something new and there's a lot of diehard fans out there. Like we've seen artists you know talk about how if you if you have 1000 serious fans like you could make a pretty good living as a you know as an nft artist or an nft musician and um you know and and you've actually put out some yourself let's talk about some of those we have one in the collection uh in our artist support fund at the journey and we'll continue to support you um i know that you're on async and for a lot of us out there who are newer to async i think it's a great platform um but you know for me being a little bit more familiar with some of the other platforms I had a I had I remember DMing you a few times saying I really want to support you. Can you just walk me through the process here? So, let's talk about what you have on the music and also, you know, let's talk to the the people listening and on how they could get into Async and they can support you and other, you know, other artists out there by uh creating their Async account. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, you know, full transparency, Async uh sponsored a, a few months of my podcast, so I just want to be totally transparent about that. Um, but in all honesty, I, and I've had this, I've sent this information to them. Like I've had several collectors who knew what they were doing and, and couldn't, and couldn't, couldn't purchase it. You know, they had, they had some sort of trouble. They got into a loop. They couldn't create an account. So, um, I think it's just a reminder that we're still in a very nascent space and that it, you know, not, not everything has, has been figured out. Um, so yeah, I started on async. The reason I started on async is because async has what they call the music blueprint and it's generative. Um, and what I love about that is I can, I can write one song and I can record multiple tracks for every instrument and then let the async platform mix it up when someone mints. So technically everyone who mints one of my songs on async, it's the same song, but everyone is a unique version. And that's just not something I could do uh, prior to, to web three. And those are the kind of things I'm looking for. Um, I'm definitely looking at more of the the more traditional music Web three platforms now. Like I'm, uh, I'm got my fingers crossed that Sound is going to open up to all artists in in early 2023. Um, I got to explore Zora, uh, Decent's another place I want to look at. I'm hoping Catalog uh, opens up. So that's um, that that's where I'm going, um, and and that's that's where I hope to go. But I think with with me for me, you know, having been a guitarist for decades and having kind of like seen it all and done it all and kind of getting a little jaded about about the music industry and performing um the whole generative music thing just completely rejuvenated me like it it just it was a completely different way of making music and that's what got me that's what got me back into music and has kind of established me in and with the podcast and stuff now too yeah let's get into that a little bit so you know it's it's generative music uh so there's some ai involved in in the in the creation of the actual arrangement at the end or can you can you tell people out there it's not it's not like a robot's playing the music for you you're <laughs> you're 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 playing the music you're you're doing the little pieces of it and then it will sort of put it together in a way that's unique to each uh, collector that, that's right that's right I don't know if it's it's a it's technically AI in the sense that we're thinking that it's generating the the music it's it's more of an algorithm that's arranging the tracks so um, to try and give you sort of a layperson's uh, answer to that imagine you have a song and you want to in the song you want to sing the lyrics three different ways like you want to you want to very like you know 
uh, loud and aggressive, and, and then you want sort of a, a, a more subdued tone. Um, well, in traditional recording, you kind of have to pick one of those, right? Like that's the song, right? You pick one, and, and then that that's becomes the song. So what async does and what this generative music platform does is as the musician i would record all three of those vocal tracks and then when you as the fan or the collector go to mint it the platform will pick one of those three to put into your mix so it's choosing the stems that i've uh, written recorded and uploaded uh, but i'm giving the, the the computer options and then if you think about the number of options you have determines how many possible combinations there are so in in some of the drops i've done you know, there's like 300,000 possible combinations based on the number of different tracks that I've uploaded. And uh, so, you know, you're, you're going to get a unique one of one, even in a collection of, you know, a thousand NFTs. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you explained it like that because I, I've talked about, you know, minting an NFT is similar to when you open up a pack of baseball cards and you, you know, the fun, part of the fun is you, you don't know which one you're exactly going to get, but you know it's yeah. going to be a baseball card. In your particular case, we have an idea of, of the song, um, but, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of intricacies to it. So yeah, I'm going to play one of those on this, on this episode today. So people have an idea. Um, and Crow was your first one and, and you've got a couple more since then. So what's the process been like for you as you know, not, I know the generative thing is, is a really unique piece. Um, and I'm glad you explained it to the listeners because I think that there's there's so much conversation out there. I don't know if anybody quite has a, a full grasp on what is and isn't AI. I mean, you've seen you know that the the chat thing, and you and you've seen people doing their AI and, and posting them as their their PFPs now. And and I know a lot of people are talking about you know the music AI coming. But what you, what you're doing is you're still doing the creation. Um, of the music and it, what's fun is that the computer is just kind of arranging it and and we end up with it as collectors so it's pretty cool What's your experience been like with your drops? You have is it you have three now? Is that correct? Three or three or four. I'm I'm trying to. Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge I'm in a very privileged position in that I don't need to sell music NFTs to eat or to pay my bills. Um, and I think a lot of people do. And I and I, I don't want to gloss over that. I, I realize I'm I'm very lucky in that sense. So what I've been doing really is just sort of feeling my muse, you know, like I, I kind of made a promise to myself once I got back into this. I'm like, you know what? This is so much fun that um, one weekend a month I'm going to spend just 
writing and recording my music, like just for fun. You know, my, my kids are a little older than yours. Uh, you know, my youngest is 17 and my oldest is 20. So they don't require the same amount of attention uh, that they used to. And so once, you know, one week in a month, I, I work on my music and then that becomes, you know, an async drop or will become uh, a, a music drop. And uh, I really like that. Like it keeps me in it. It's, it, I don't feel a lot of pressure and I don't really care about the outcome. Like I don't care if it mints out. I don't, I honestly don't care if people buy them. I mean, I would love if they do, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. And what, what I've really loved about it is I found a, a particular tool that allows me to play everything on my guitar. Um, and I won't get it. The, the technical piece doesn't matter about that. But what what that allows me to do is is to use my guitar to create an entire soundscape. So like, um, you know, my my thing with gears, which is sort of the name of the production that I'm doing, is like I'm really looking at at sort of ambient, experimental, sort of dark, almost like movie trailer type music. Like that's really what I'm into now. Um, you know, uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails and Atticus Ross have have gone in that direction, and I, I love what they're doing with movie scores. And so the technology for me, like I, I tell people, everything starts with my fingers. Every sound you hear on one of my NFTs started, originated from one of my fingertips. And then I've used different plugins and effects and things to, to, to craft the soundscape. And I don't have anything against people who are using AI, but like for me, it's not about the outcome. It's about the process. I don't, I don't really care if I have, if I can crank out a hundred songs by clicking a button on AI. That's not, that's not my goal. My goal is to enjoy the process of making the music. Well said, well said, and you know I know that there's a lot of people out there who have been who've been asking questions. I've actually wondered myself what like what constitutes you know an AI track like you know the same way a lot of people out there are using things like Mid Journey for doing some of the art. We do we have seen a lot of things coming up with music. I just think it's always interesting to to hear from the creators themselves. And to me, I think not that there's anything wrong or awesome or either way about you know using AI. I just think that you just got to let people know in advance whether it is or isn't AI. That that's my only my only take on it. So we've already supported through whether it was through the artist support fund through the mint, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, um, or kicked in some of my own ETH to to jumpstart the program. We've supported so far somewhere around thirty something different artists and musicians, and um, we're building our, our not just the community wallet, but we're going to be building out a space. Uh, it's looking like spatial is is the place that we're going to be doing it to give everybody a a platform within. I know, I know, not everyone out there is a metaverse maxi, but uh, <laughs> but they'll be or, or on cyber. It's looking like spatial just just because of some of the components. Um, I love the interactive sort of nature of some of it. The, a lot of the videos and the music that can be played and things like that that we're going to be displaying. So we, what we really want is to create a, a gallery. That doesn't just show off the the art and the JPEGs, but it, but people have a, a good sound sound experience when they're listening to the music as well. And I think what's really special for me at the last time you and I talked, the journey wasn't I hadn't announced what it was yet. Um, you and I talked behind the scenes like, hey, I might be doing some stuff. Um, you know, fired up on the blockchain with Travis doing well. I spoke at London, spoke in you know, Miami during Basel, just got approved to speak at NFT NYC, which I'll see you at, which is awesome. You're going to be speaking there as well. So first of all, you know, thank you for being a holder of the journey. And also, you know, we did talk about AI for a second. The very first thing that I put out just to kind of see what, what putting out an NFT was like, was I created six AI art pieces uh, and you bought one of those. Can you talk just a little bit like why did you press why did you why did you buy that? 
Because I, I mean, I know you told me why behind, but uh, I'm curious because you didn't know any quote unquote utility that came with that. You didn't know what I was going to be planning. You just, you just saw that I was putting something out and, and you decided to support. So let's talk about that. And then I'm going to tell everybody out there some of the fun stuff you're getting uh, for having bought that. Uh, yeah, and I also want to congratulate you. Uh, just as a fellow podcaster, your podcast is crushing. Uh, it's doing great on the charts. I'm really excited for you. Um, I, I didn't want to forget to mention that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I think one of the lessons I've learned, and um, it sounds funny, like uh, learned, uh, we're talking about like a year or two, right? Like this is a very short amount of time. But I jumped into several projects when I first got into Web3 because I was wowed by the roadmap or I was wowed by the, you know, the expectation that was set. And, and I'm not going to call them out, but I've, I've, you know, there have been some projects that have ghosted their Discord, they've just dropped off the map. Not a rug pull, they just, they just went away. You know, they did what they said they were going to do and then they disappeared. And I, and so I think even whether it's music NFTs or art NFTs or digital collectibles of any kind, Right now, I'm putting my money on good people. And you're a good person, man. I knew that from the moment we met and, uh, I've been following your, your journey. Uh, and I knew that, like, your heart's in the right place. And, and we both have experience in the classroom. Um, you know, I did, I did some work in, in the five boroughs of, of Manhattan in the, in the mid nineties. And it was, it was rough, man. I saw what some of those poor kids had to deal with. And so, um, you know, when I heard what you're, what you're trying to do, I was like, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. First of all, it doesn't matter if anything else comes with this. I'm buying this art. Like I don't, I don't go to dinner and finish eating dinner and then go up to the owner and be like, okay, so what's the utility? Like, what, what do I get after this? Like, no, I just, it was the experience. Right. And, and so, um, I, I was, I was buying your art because I wanted to collect it, but I also, I'm, I'm betting on you and I'm like, this guy's going to do great stuff. And, uh, and this is going to help him. This is going to help him. And I know he is. And so that's why I did it. I very much appreciated. Yeah. Those, those six pieces were my, were my personal journey. They were sort of the bridge between what, you know, what leaving, leaving that classroom and then getting to a point where it started fired up on the blockchain with Travi. And I, to me, it was very personal. Um, there's going to be a lot of storytelling components that go along with the rest of the journey, but that one in particular was my, was my story. And, you know, I think a big part of it, was, you know, and some of that art was kind of like the unknown of what was going to happen. Like the original, like my journey was, was leaving something that I had been a part of for so for a couple decades. And I worked with kids since I was 13. And if it wasn't for like, you know, some of the inspirational people that I follow, like, yes, Gary Vee and people like that. But but also seeing like how that the blockchain could also be really used for good. Like, I don't know that I would have made that transition. Like I still love working with kids and I still want to, you know, be involved in things like that. But for right now, I think setting this up is really cool um, to me because I'm able to reward people like you for being early believers. And you didn't realize when you were buying the, the, the AI art thing that I made on, on mid journey, that that was going to wind up being a founder's pass, which basically is a mint pass for every single drop that we do. So, you know, we just came out with the first drop, which is the first character of the, the journey called the alpha. Um, and it's a long storyline and that, that the character is going to go through different things and experience different other characters. Some are going to be friends. Some will be foe. The community will be able to kind of vote on uh, who the next one is. We'll have some music components to some, we'll have some one of ones. That'll be a big part of it too. And, 
you know, every time we meet a new character, they'll be released as an NFT. So it, it may be a large drop. It may be a small drop. Like I said, it may be a one of one. Um, but what we want to do, like I've always wanted to have, you know, like I grew up watching wrestling as a little kid and cartoons, right? So I know like I've seen intellectual property, I've seen characters and I, I know like little kids don't have a toy box of the exact same character. And uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm a holder and so are you of, of many like generative PFP projects and stuff like that. But what I thought would be cool was instead of doing like 10,000 of like the same generative type character, um, kind of have different ones, have, have different, not, not personalities, like just, just for the way that they look in their eyes and their hair and, and clothes and stuff, but really have them doing completely different things, different poses. Um, and I don't want to give too much away now, but you know, there, there's about nine, eight or nine, um, characters in, in the, in the first part of the story. Um, and I know you can see my share, like I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. So, so growing up, having seen those guys, they, they come together as a group, but they also did their own individual things using their own, you know, their own creative skills and whatnot. And there's going to be a lot of that kind of ingrained and intertwined in the themes, um, of the journey. But, you know, you, like I said, you know, having, and having that, you'll always have a mint pass for every single time we do a character as long as you hold it. But, you know, roadmaps are, are, are a funky thing too, man, because we've seen, like roadmaps that weren't fulfilled. Like I know you said that there were a lot of projects that came to their roadmap and left, but we had, we had seen some that didn't even put in enough effort to sell out, you know, to, to realize like this is going to be a little bit more effort than just trying to sell to these people in the discord. Like I didn't even, I didn't even create a discord for the journey because, you know, my interactions are personal. They're with you there. We talk, we'll DM and I'll just say, Hey, here's the thing we're doing. Do you want to be part of it? And in this space, so many people are willing to work together. And I, I know a lot of people are gone and they don't like to say wag me anymore. You know, the, the we're all going to make it thing. But I think as long as you're really trying and putting in the effort, like you've got a solid chance of making it. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts about that? Wag, wag me is pretty much, uh, you know, something we don't say anymore. But there there is yeah, an opportunity. That was very bull run. It was very bull run. <laughs> and, you know, I think they were just trying to, they were trying to find, a lot of people trying to find exit liquidity. But, <laughs> but we have seen people like like yourself and a lot of the other musicians who are continuing to work and you it was even brought up on your you know on your previous podcast episode too about seeing how so many are are grinding in, in Twitter spaces and you know doing performances and playing music on Twitter and then um you know it's just it's a, it's a really interesting space and I feel like you can make it as long as you have a little bit of a creative effort. What's your thought on that? Yeah, that's a yeah. We could go way down the rabbit hole on that. I mean, um, yeah, you you have to be you have to bring something different. And, and I think like a, as a musician, I think that's that's really the trick. You know, like we've uh, we're we're very sophisticated consumers of entertainment in 2022. We've seen all kinds of stuff. I mean, you think about like the kind of entertainment our grandparents had or our great grandparents like when they first started showing motion pictures in the United States there was people who freaked out and ran out of the movie theater because it was like a 15 second silent film of a train and he thought it was a real train coming at him and they ran out of the theater i'm like you think about that and you think about where we are now like you just can't you can't call it in you know like you can't go through the motions you can't just be a straight up imitator you, you've got to bring something new and you got to bring your heart. And like, you know, if, if you don't bring both of those things, I think it's, it's, it's a real challenge. 
Yeah, and, and we did talk about some of the artists. Who are some people that that you you know have a, a degree of respect for in terms of what they are bringing to this space? And and you know, I, I want to talk about some of the things that you're doing. I know you're going to be out. You're going to be at NFT NYC, and we'll I want to get to that in a second. But if somebody was out there, we did drop a few names today about different musicians and different artists in the space. Um, you know, who are some people that, that you could point them to if they were going to really start their, their search for just finding something a little bit different that makes the, you know, the music NFT artist a little bit different than kind of the web two streaming platform? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, um, I don't have any association with sound XYZ, but like, I think that's like right now, if someone came to me who was a, uh, like an ardent music fan, but they didn't know anything about web three, I would be like, go to sound XYZ. Like that's, that's where you want to start because there are, you know, multiple drops a day. Um, there are different genres. And one of the really cool things that's, that's happening in, in web three more so than in sort of on the streaming platforms and in, uh, with record labels is that, people are just doing their own thing. Like there, you know, there's like, there's hip hop slash EDM songs. And there's like these bizarre mixture of like, you know, tubas and like synth and like, there's just no, like you said, there's no rules. And so it, it to me, it feels like a, a, a time, a moment in time where there's incredible creativity happening. And, I saw, I sensed this a little bit in the late eighties and early nineties because technology was starting to facilitate that. Like you started getting like smaller synths that, that musicians could take on stage and on the road. You started getting DAWs. You started getting like portable recorders where, you know, the, the, the Beatles, like you can record on your phone now with the, with the same level of equipment that the Beatles used to record Abbey Road. Like, you know, it's mind blowing, right? So, um, See, I think I think we're definitely in in a in a creative moment. I think uh, Sound XYZ seems to be as uh, emerging as sort of like the premier marketplace, not the only one, but they seem to be the premier marketplace. And and it's a it's a great place to get just an idea of the ecosystem and and who's active there. Like one of the other major differences that it, that's happening on Web three versus anywhere else for music is that um, now artists are releasing on a very regular basis. Like, you look at the old model, a band or a musician might do an album a year or an album every two years. Well, now, like on sound, you'll see artists who are like every week, they have a a new drop. They're just in this constant cycle of like writing music, releasing it, move on to the next one. And um, and so it's it's a very different mindset. It's a very different approach. I think it's for the better, but it's, it's different. Yeah, some of the music that I've heard that's definitely different was on the the music NFT show the podcast that you've put out. I know Q is one of the the curators there of the music, and you know she's put out a, a couple different things. And I was just like, this is creative. And sometimes, you know, I know you and you yeah. and she would say like, I have no idea really what we just listened to, but the but the art on the packaging was really cool or something like that. So, you know, you, so you've been doing your podcast, you know, for a while. And, uh, thank you. You had myself as a guest on there. You had Fanzo as a guest on there. I know you had, uh, Cooper was a guest on there. And th- there's a, a whole lot of value, I feel like, um, cause your show comes out weekly. So there's a lot of things that people could find. But yeah, t- tell us a little bit about what's coming up the pipe for Jay Thorne and uh, where we can find you next. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the music NFT show.com is, is, 
probably the best place to go, especially if you're, you know, if you're in Web three. I kind of live, um, kind of live a, a dual life. So uh, you know, my, my quote unquote day job is I'm a novelist. I, I write, you know, horror and sci fi books. Uh, so there, but there's a lot of crossover between that and the kind of music that I'm making. So for me, you know, 2023, I, I'm looking to continue writing and recording and releasing um, atmospheric and dark ambient music. I just, I, I love it. Uh, I'm I'm excited about speaking more. Uh, you know, like you, when you're a teacher, you speak all day long. You get really good at it. Uh, and, and so I'm looking forward to uh, CEX is going to be in Cleveland, the, the city I live. That's a, a Creator Economy Expo. That's, I think, in May. I'm going to be speaking there. I'm going to be speaking at NFT NYC, and I'm going to be looking for some other uh, events in 2023 to do some uh, some speaking as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So if anybody out there is looking for someone who – Knows what the heck they're talking about and, uh, you know, has a podcast and knows everything going on right now with NFT music. Jay Thorne is the person to reach out to. Uh, so, Jay, just tell everybody, too, where, where can they find you on socials and um, how they can follow you? Yeah, uh, I'm on crypto Twitter. That's about the only social I have. So it's at uh, jthorne underscore. And uh, my DMs are currently open, even though I'm fighting off a bunch of bots. But uh, they are open if you want to hit me up for anything. Oh, those bots! Those bots! <laughs> it's it's us and us and Elon against the bots. It seems but, that way. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, before we go, let me just ask you this: you, you're you're a writer. Um, you're into some of the the darker music. Is there anything that you currently are are watching, whether it's on Netflix, on HBO, or anything like that? I know there's some of the darker shows that have recently just been out. Is there anything that you could recommend to anybody out there? Oh, absolutely. Uh, eighteen ninety nine. Is mind blowing. Uh, it's it, some people compared it to Lost, that that show that was out ten or ten or so years ago. And here's what's cool about 1899. This is so, sort of like my sweet spot. It's this really sort of dark, esoteric, like mind f kind of thing. Um, and the score is is written by electronic musician Ben Frost. And the score is super creepy. It it just fits perfectly. Like I immediately went to Spotify and started streaming Ben Frost stuff because it was so good. Yeah, I saw I saw some of that. I haven't started watching it yet. Uh, the wife's been uh, having us watch Wednesday on that, that's Netflix. good too. I've been enjoying that. Take your role with Tim Burton, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, big fan of Burton. Jay Thorne, it's been awesome to chat with you, man. Let's catch up a little bit and I'll see you at NFT NYC on uh the entertainment track with some of our favorite musicians. Absolutely, brother. Always a pleasure. Ah, uh, these kids today and their music. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> well, there's a lot of music out there for all of us to enjoy. I hope that you're enjoying this holiday season listening to some of your favorites. And in the meantime, as you're perusing the web, the web three, that is, check out some of the music NFT artists. We did drop a lot of names during the course of today's podcast, but a lot of them are actually people that we listen to. And, you know, the more that you get to know them and the more that you hear from them, you can actually interact with them in Twitter spaces, in real life events. And it's been really incredible. Somebody like me who came in you know, fresh, not knowing much about NFTs a little over a year ago. Um, just kind of knowing a little bit of like what the blockchain was to now realizing some of the amazing utility and some of the connections that you can make with some of the actual artists. And let's be honest, like who goes to a concert and never, <laughs> never once says, oh, I'd like to meet my favorite artist on stage. Well, you can do that now a lot of times by holding NFT. So a lot of fun stuff out there. 
stay strong out there. I know it's, you know Northeast especially has been getting cold, but if you stay inside and uh, you're you're trying to find a little bit more, we've got a ton more podcasts recorded and coming out. We've got a two part episode coming out with the Crypto Dads. That's right, the household name in NFTs. Grill Sergeant and I, along with Waking the Echoes, are going to be talking everything Crypto Dads. The new ownership team and some of the things that they've already put together in their two or so months since they've taken over and some really fun things that they're coming out with as well we've got a conversation coming up with headspace hunters good friends of mine bora and naz from australia we've got one of the coolest seven-year-olds you'll ever meet ariana with the kitty cats k-i-d-y k-a-t-s and she'll be talking about some of her art um, one of the biggest stars down there in uh, miami art basel week was was ariana so we've got a lot of great stuff going on and if you're just catching up if you're just checking in now we've got a ton of amazing podcasts a lot of really great guests now that the holidays are going to be coming down uh, the pipe a little bit and everybody might be slowing down i'd love for you to catch back up i might even go in now that we've got our good friends at zealous.one i can go back in and I could uh, clean up a lot of the older episodes, some of the first ones where we didn't know quite exactly what we were doing uh, sound-wise. But um, thanks for sticking with us. It's been really cool. We've got partners. We've got sponsors. Big shout-out uh, to the Diamond Dogs NFT, D-A-W-G-S, DiamondDogsNFT.com, uh, founded by Evan Mendoza, who's now been traded uh, or drafted, rather, over to uh, the San Diego Padres. So pretty cool. No, another reason to use a real-life utility to go see Evan, go play baseball and meet him and see stadium tour. Uh, just <laughs> making a trip out to San Diego, one of my favorite places in the country. Um, the Journey uh, NFT, we had our very first reveal, so that's been really cool. We've got our D-Gen brand clothing. We've got our Air Force Ones that are going to be released shortly. We've got our grant fund. We've got our artist support fund. There's a lot of awesome things coming. Um, we have we were added to Disco Studios. Disco Studios is really cool. Uh, if you're you know into the discords, uh, give them a follow. If you're not quite into discords, it's all good. Check out Disco Studios on socials. Uh, and uh, the website in the show notes there's a lot of amazing one of one artists a lot of really quality actual fine artists uh, who moved into the NFT scene um, that Disco Studios gives a platform for so check them out gosh it's been it's been uh, quite a few weeks coming back from Miami recording seven podcasts uh, Twitter spaces just been an absolute whirlwind and not to mention please go and check out NFT 360 Season 2, Fanzo's back at it. And yeah, I was on a couple of those as a co-host already so far. We've got some other great co-hosts on there like Jordash and Leslie and Katie Brinkley and others. There's, It's just really cool. It's a real family bond. Um, and reach out to us. You know, we are very approachable. Get, shoot me a DM if you want at, at M-R-T-R-A-V-I-S-T-H-O on Twitter. If you're not signed up for the journey yet, you could still get on um, the pre-mint list right now. Um, we're not going to keep it open that much longer. It'll, If we do go public, it'll be significantly more expensive. So we really want the people who believe in us and listening to us uh, here at the podcast and everything to get first crack at it before we... Before we, uh, you know, prices go up and all that stuff. So absolutely amazing uh, to be part of this crazy, mixed up, kind of nerdy, kind of cool, brand new world of NFTs and Web3. Everybody, keep on keeping on out there. It's a crazy market. There's been NFT sellouts for from people that you, I don't even know how to explain some of what's been going on in the market. Listen. 
it's a crazy world. Look, I'm bullish on the blockchain technology. Don't let the headlines skew your, uh, <laughs> don't let the, head, the public headlines, that is, skew your outlook on what is really going to revolutionize the world here in tech, and that's the blockchain technology and Web3. Um, just keep on doing what I always try to do, of course, and that is bring one love to Web3. And I'll catch you next time. Peace. Thank you.